giant voice. The official podcast of the United States Navy's largest overseas installation, Commander Fleet Activities, Yokosuka. All the information you need to succeed as a forward deployed sailor in Japan. Each week, we tackle one topic and speak to experts who can answer some of your most frequently asked questions. This is the Giant Voice Podcast. Welcome back to the Giant Voice Podcast. My name is MC2 Connor Hotelling, and today we'll be kicking off the episode with today's guest, Lieutenant Commander Shane Beaner. He's the head of N9, who, if you don't know, is in charge of tons of stuff around CFA, most notably in charge of fleet and family, housing, and MWR. Before we get into the interview, I just wanted to ask the audience to reach out to us if you have any ideas for episodes or questions you might need answered. Email us at yokosukareport at gmail.com. All right, now let's get into the episode. So we can just sort of jump right into it, sir. Uh, before before uh, we do, though, you uh, just to make sure you're the department head of N9? Correct. Right now I'm acting the department head for N9. Okay, Correct. got it. And uh, can you tell me a little bit about what N9 does? Yeah, sure. So uh, uh, my name is uh, Lieutenant Commander Shane Beener. I'm the acting N9 for Fleet and Family Readiness Director, uh, as the Fleet and Family Readiness Director. Uh, until a permanent replacement has come in. N9's really uh, divvied up into three different uh, departments, or divisions, I should say. Uh, N91 uh, is the Family Readiness Department, led by Stephanie Varducci. N92 is MWR, which is led by Marissa Johnson. And then N93 is Housing, which is Unaccompanied Housing and Family Housing. And okay. That's led by Esteban Abreu. Okay, cool. Uh, just a heads up, we're probably not going to talk a ton about housing because I think we're having housing on next week. And real quick, can you try to maybe adjust the microphone a little bit? you got to speak kind of closely into it. I got you, like this. Yeah, perfect. Okay, perfect. Okay, so, uh, yeah, sir, tell me about yourself. Yeah, so I've uh, been in the Navy about 25 years. I, I came in in uh, 1998. Uh, I started off as a as an enlisted submariner, a sonar tech. Uh, and then I uh, started going to school, I guess, after about two years in the Navy. I started going to school at night and, and knocking out some uh, education. Got picked wow. up for officer candidate school in 2008. I was a first class uh, teaching uh, on shore duty up in Bangor, Washington at the sub base there. Got picked up and uh, became a SWO. Uh, and for the last 14, 15 years, I, I've been a surface warfare officer. Uh, but since 2016, I've lived abroad. So I've uh, lived in Yokosuka from 16 to 18. Really? And then, uh, yeah, really, it's been it's been a, a pretty good journey. And then, uh, eighteen to twenty in Bahrain, uh, came back down to Japan, twenty to twenty two in Saspo, and then I've been up here in Yokosuka again uh, for my second time uh, starting in May. Wow! So this isn't your first time here in Japan? No, no. So we've spent my family. Uh, we've kind of grown up in Japan. I came here with a three year old and a ten month old. I now have a ten year old, a seven year old, and a five year old here. So one kid was born here. Uh, the family's kind of grown up in Japan. Oh, that's great! That's great. What's your uh, What's your favorite part so far? You love uh, culture, you know. Yeah, I would say you know culturally, uh, I really like the orderliness of it. It's safe, it's clean. Uh, I don't worry about like my kids, you know, uh, either off base or on base for the most part. Uh, so uh, we just kind of like the how everybody is civic minded and community minded first, uh, and not as much a uh, you know I'm going to do what's best for me. I'm going to do what's best for everybody. So right, right. I like that aspect. So can you tell me a little bit about what we're uh, what we're talking about here today? Yeah, so, uh, you know, we're going to hold off on a lot of the family uh, 
family and unaccompanied housing stuff until next week where uh, uh, Esteban's going to come on board and, and come in here and talk about that stuff. But uh, what we can talk about, what I want to talk about is some uh, N92, which is uh, the MWR things we have coming up mm-hmm. uh, for uh, this next month in November and December. And then also some things that we're going to be doing as far as uh, the uh, the family readiness stuff. So we'll start off with N91, which is family readiness, led by uh, Stephanie uh, Vidari up uh, up in the uh, Community Resource Center. Uh, so AOB, AOB holiday schedule. So as we come close to the holiday, if uh, anybody has family, friends, uh, shipmates that are transferring in, uh, or maybe some people from your command that are transferring in here, uh, AOB schedule is going to be a little bit different. So Thanksgiving week, it's going to just be Monday through Wednesday. Christmas and New Year's weeks, there'll be no a- AOB. Uh, and then the first AOB of the new year will be the week of January 10th. The first, uh, that's the first time we'll uh, hold the uh, in-person session. There is no more virtual AOB. It's, really? Uh, it's, uh, yeah, really. It's all, uh, we've shifted back. COVID is a thing of the past. We're moving forward <laughs> 100% foot on the gas pedal. Uh, trying to get back to operations is normal so we can go back to living a normal life. Uh, so the first full week of uh, AOB in person uh, in the new year will be the week of January 10th. Now here's the big change, and this is going to impact a lot of uh, a lot of people. Safe Talk, uh, which is a CNO initiative, uh, it's a suicide prevention talk, and it's a requirement for all active duty sailors to attend. So we're actually going to, in the, in the short term, I think it might frustrate some of the commands a little bit. Uh, Long term, though, XOs, we're going to be helping you out with your training requirement. What's going to happen is, as new sailors process in, Safe Talk is now going to be added to AOB. So what does that do? That is a required four-hour face-to-face conversation that has to happen. And we're going to have that conversation, uh, and we're going to hold that uh, safe talk uh, requirement, uh, the Friday portions of the AOB. So Friday is going to be added on to AOB. So no longer will we be doing the driving portion on Thursday, and then you're done. Friday morning, if you're active duty, uh, from 08 to 12, you're going to be going through safe talk. Uh, and that's a requirement, um, and you'll get your AOB uh, ICR certification after you've accomplished that. Now, that takes the burden off the ship trying to figure out how to schedule that on board the ship or when they're going to be able to get that done. We're going to do that for you, So, but when, you're, when your sailor gets done with AOB ICR, uh, they're going to be completely done with that. Uh, if they've already completed it, just bring your certification uh, demonstrating that you've completed AOB ICR. You know, common sense applies, no problem. You don't have to attend the class a second time. Uh, but if you haven't attended it and you're an active duty uniform member, uh, you'll be required uh, to do that. And the first time that's going to start is November 18th. So in about two weeks from now, uh, that's going to kick off, and you can anticipate that there's going to be that uh, AOB ICR is going to be a full five days of a week. All right, sir. And uh, what do you think some of the benefits are of uh, hosting AOB uh, in person? Yeah, so I think a lot of times uh, you'll get more uh, you'll get more questions when it's in person. Uh, and I think, uh, people obviously pay more attention. I've been through AOB right. three times. I've done it once in person, <laughs> twice virtually. Uh, let me tell you, my attention span is much better when I'm in person. Uh, I don't have the kids distracting me at home as, I, as I'm sitting there, uh, watching or, or in the hotel room when I'm in quarantine, uh, back in, uh, Saspo. So I think in person, it allows some more of that, uh, one-on-one engagement. It also makes it a little bit more of a personal experience where we can, we can tailor what we're doing. Uh, what, what answers, you know, you can kind of read the room. You can see kind of what the hot topics are for that particular class mm-hmm. and maybe steer some of the conversations in that direction. The most important thing, though, is when you're virtual, I think it makes it easier to get your driver's license, uh, which everybody wants. And I said, and I think it's important for uh, that trip to Kamakura for the first time. Uh, here we, of course, uh, we'll do a trip to Kamakura and we'll teach you how to use the train station, how to get on a train, how to read the platforms, how to get out to, to where you're trying to go. So 
uh, I think that's the, the 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 benefits of doing that personal. That sounds great. My my um, my first week here was a bit of a nightmare. You know, I was doing AOB and I I didn't know what AOB was, right? And it was virtual and uh, yeah, it was hard to kind of understand a lot of the stuff they're talking about. So having some hands-on experience, I think that's probably a lot better, right? Yeah, absolutely. And once you get off the base uh, and you get comfortable uh, reading the train platforms and, and figure out how to <laughs> how to navigate that system, it kind of opens up Japan for you. Uh, and again, no uh, you know, people that come to Japan and they say, hey, you know, and they leave and they say, I had a miserable experience. I, I don't know where you went. Um, but you can be uh, miserable in, uh, in paradise and you can be happy in hell. It's all what your perspective is. And I think if you take the opportunity to get out, uh, engage the, uh, the local community, uh, do a little bit of travel here in Japan when you get the opportunity, uh, you're going to find that it's, uh, it's a great place to be. That kind of leads me into my, uh, the next question I had. Uh, so a large majority of our listeners, I'm going to assume they're uh, you know, military, military spouses, um, you know, they're in a country they've never been in, they're, they're seeing a lot of things that they don't know about. Uh, what do you think are some ways that they can uh, start to meaningfully occupy their time while they're here? Yeah, so one of the, so Fleet Family Service Center, if you haven't looked into the courses they have, uh, and that's at the community, rec, uh, the community Recreation Center, it's right across from the commissary. Uh, you can go up to the third floor uh, and they have a little, uh, an office there. Uh, or you can go on there. They have a Facebook page, Fleet Family Service Center Yokosuka. Uh, they offer a multitude of classes. It's classes on how to speak basic Japanese, basic greetings. Uh, there's advanced. There's cooking classes. There's cultural immersion classes. We now offer ICR, uh, which is the uh, cultural aspect of AOB, uh, to teens and uh, young children. That's online. Uh, so that aspect is online, so you don't have to bring your kids in. Um, they can watch it from home. Uh, all those things are gonna are gonna allow you to appreciate the culture a little bit more. Uh, but I would say the most important thing, like when I first arrived here, I remember arriving with my family, right? So yeah, it was me yeah. and my wife. Uh, I had a, a probably I think I think my daughter was three, and a son that was ten months old. And, and you step wow. off, and you can't read anything. It's overwhelming at first, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, like, it was like, a nightmare. Yeah, you're like, man, what am I going to do? How am I going to get... I thought I was screwed. Yeah, right? yeah, you think you're done, right? <laughs> yeah, you think you're yeah. done. How am I going to get anywhere? I'm, not, I'm never going to survive this. And this was back in 2016 when uh, there was a bunch of restrictions being placed on. Fourth of July was canceled oh, yeah, because sure. of some, uh, some issues down in Okinawa. And I just remember, and we got put, we got put into a Kago. Uh, and, uh, you know, at first we were like, we don't want to live in a Kago. That's not where we want to be. Uh what a blessing in disguise that was. I live in a Kago right now. It 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 is once same we, story. Yeah, same once we story. Got out, yeah. Once we got out there and spent <laughs> some time, I was like, this is awesome. I don't this is exactly where I want it to be. Um, yeah. but I would tell you the experience. So my wife bought a a, a path a passport not a passport stamp, like a stamp booklet, right? And if you go to all these yeah, shrines, yeah. you can find them in Google Maps. You get on a train, you go to these shrines, it gets you out of the house, you pay like you know, a couple hundred yen. And they'll actually stamp the, your, this booklet that you have. I think you can buy the booklets at the shrines. Not all shrines do this, but many do. You can get the, the book stamped uh, with the shrine's emblem or whatever their symbol is. And for the, us, we use that a lot to be able to travel around the area. And it, got us, it gave us something to get out of the house to go do. Uh, so we went and did that. That was one, one thing that, was, that we could do ourselves on the weekend. Uh, we could drive. We took the train. We did all that stuff. For the train, we used the uh, the Hyperdia app, 
first year of it's free. Uh, and you basically put in what station you're at, what station you want to get off at, uh, the time, and it'll tell you exactly where you need to go. Uh, the Google Maps will do the same thing. Uh, and that'll tell you what, what platform to go on. That'll make traveling a lot easier. Uh, so going to see the shrines is one thing. The other thing you can do, you can go down to ITT uh, here on base. They're open uh, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Tons of tours down there. Uh, and uh, we go ahead and, and, and you can go ahead and sign up for a tour down there. It's sponsored by MWR. Uh, some of them are for kids. Some are not for kids. It's a mixture. Um, and they'll take you all over Japan. Uh, you'll get to, to see a bunch of stuff that way as well. Uh, and speaking of that, if you have feedback for tours that we don't offer or things that you do want, you want uh, you know sumo wrestling tickets, which I believe we have. But <laughs> if you want more, or if you want more base star tickets for the Japanese baseball game or the soccer, the Japanese soccer team, local soccer team, if you want those things, please let us know. We are very, very responsive. We may not always operate quick. We are bureaucracy, <laughs> yeah, but yeah. we're listening. We are. Well, how can uh, how can people get in touch with you? Yeah, so you can uh, you obviously always you can do an ice comment, of course, mm-hmm. uh, and I, we read those. I read every single one that comes across. Every single one that's submitted gets read. Uh, we have multiple Facebook pages. We have uh, MWR Happenings. Uh, we have uh, MWR Yokosuka. That's the athletic side of it. Uh, we have the Fleet Family Service Center page. Now, I have an older daughter who's in college. She says old people have Facebook. Nobody has <laughs> Facebook anymore. They're all on this TikTok thing, oh, yeah? uh, which I don't, I don't go do. <laughs> uh, but you can also, uh, on those pages, it'll have emails. You can also, again, a great point of contact. Go to that community recreation center. It's the libraries on the first floor. I'm sure you're all familiar with the building. Second floor is being uh, used by Kinnick High School. But that third floor, as soon as you step off the elevator on your left, the community recreation center desk is there. It's manned by some amazing young ladies in there. Uh, they do a great job supporting the community. And uh, if they don't have the answer, they will help you get to the right person. Awesome. Thank you. And uh, m- maybe switch gears a little bit here. Um, you know, we talked about uh, how people, you know, can occupy their time here and stuff like that. What about uh, job opportunities on base? Yeah, okay. So I got to tell you guys, we need <laughs> we need We need employees. Uh, we have all sorts of jobs out there. Uh, there's a couple jobs that are opening up that, that are higher profile. Um, mm-hmm. and they're like the uh, officer club uh, management job should be opening up here in the spring. The club alliance needs a manager. Uh, the, there's a whole bunch of jobs opening up in, in, uh, morale, in the fleet, Reckness, uh, fleet recreation center. Uh, those type of jobs, outdoor recreation uh, director. There is a ton of jobs that are open. CYP. We want to be able to increase how much childcare we can provide. We can only do that if we have workers to do that. So right now, I'm about 40 workers short to be fully staffed in my really? CYP. 40 workers? About 40 workers short. So CDCs and SACs, uh, the school-age care centers, and uh, the CDCs, we're down about 40 people. So if we can get uh, you know anybody that, that wants to work, we're willing to, we're willing to entertain your, your resume. Uh, please go ahead and submit that. Uh, if it's a lot of those jobs too, uh, it's a, it's a, what they call a NAF three. So if it's an NF three grade and below, it is mandated that if you are minimally qualified, minimally, right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you are a active duty spouse, you get preferential treatment to get hired. Really? We will train you up. We'll get you to where you need to be. And here's the most amazing thing. You come into the door into our program. You, you start working, uh, in the N nine world. We are at every installation. So as your spouse transfers, your job can transfer as well. 
right? So let's say you start here in childcare and you want to, and you're working at the CDC, and two years from now, uh, your spouse gets orders to Virginia. They've got CDCs in Virginia, right? So this is a great opportunity, and a great way for you to have a career. That's the hard thing. I'm married. My wife uh, has tried to to have a career, and it's hard when we're moving so often. Um, but this is a great way for you to uh, work in in the organization uh, that will allow you to transfer with your husband or your wife or your spouse. Uh, but it also uh, it allows you to give back to the community, right? Like, you know, I live. This is my community. This is my hometown, right? This is where my kids are growing up. This is their hometown. They don't know anything else. Yeah. Uh, absolutely love it here. We do the sports here. We do the, the youth sports. We play. We do jujitsu. We do have cheer. We do flag football. They do all the other activities that the the community resource center active our community resource center offers. All of those things are only made possible by those within the community that are working to help make those things possible. So we're always looking to hire people. Uh, we can use you. The community can use you. We appreciate the effort you put in. So if you've got the time, uh, you're looking for a career, uh, we're hiring. Come down and see us. Okay. And uh, for anyone who might be struggling with the hiring process, uh, got to ask, is there any resources on base that can help with this job hunting process? Yeah, I keep referencing that community resource center. <laughs> uh, so they offer classes to get hired down there That uh, the uh, CRC, third floor. They have classes on how to write your resume, how to write a government resume for the USA Jobs website. It can be a little bit daunting, I know. Uh, that's a great place to go uh, touch base. Uh, and, you know, just go. If you're interested, if you see a job, let's say you see a job at Outdoor Rec, right? Outdoor yeah, okay. Rec director. And you're like, man, I want to go work at Outdoor Rec. Walk in there and ask, hey, how do I get a hold of somebody, right? So uh, maybe you want to go in there and check out, hey, maybe this is a place you want to work. You want to check out the environment first. I mean, that's what I would do, right? I'd go, yeah, yeah, go yeah. loop around <laughs> a little bit, right? Hey, do people look happy here? Uh, and they, they'll look happy. It's Outdoor Rec. Who doesn't love renting out kayaks and jump houses, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but, uh, but, yeah, so I would say go, you know, you go talk to the desk or the area that you want to work at. Uh, approach, approach any NWR employee, right? We'll help you get you the right direction. Uh, but most importantly, I, I would go back down to that community resource center there. And all these jobs are advertised on usajobs.gov, uh, usajobs.gov. Or uh, there used to be on the Navy, uh, the Yokosuka MWR website. If you click on that, uh, if you go to their website, there's a link that will take you to uh, NWR jobs. But they should all be advertised there. Uh, it'll walk you the process on how to apply. Okay, thank you. And uh Last topic, I heard that there is a new teen center. You want to talk a little bit about yeah, that, sir? Yeah, hey, so let me tell you, this is a hidden gem. Uh, it, as I shifted over, I, I'm, I'm a swell and I've been doing operations, right? So I was mm-hmm. in port ops, I got shifted over to the N9 job. Uh, and then I was like, well, what the, what is all involved with N9, right? And I start looking around. There is so much stuff happening on this base that I had no idea. If you're bored, I mean, people... If you're bored out there, you're not looking hard enough. <laughs> there is all kind of stuff happening here. Uh, there is something for everybody. We have a wood shop. We have a pottery shop. Right? We have an auto shop. Uh, we offer math classes, piano lessons. There's jiu-jitsu. There's judo, right? So uh, there's all kind of Japanese language classes, cultural immersion. So there's all kind of stuff there. One of the hidden gems is that teen center. doesn't look like much from the outside sometimes uh, over there by Purdy Gym across from the chapel. Uh, but I've been in there, I think, two or three times in the last couple weeks. Uh, that's, I mean, what a, I wish, if that was around when I was a teenager, I would have been in a hell of a lot less trouble with my parents. Uh, what a great opportunity. They have TVs in there, Xboxes, video games, books, activities for kids to do. 
Uh, when I walked in there, uh, there was a ton of uh, teenage kids kind of hanging out, uh, you know, just shooting the bull and, really? and doing what teenage kids do, but in a safe environment. Um, and parents can drop them off, pick them up. It's staffed. We have people there to help uh, facilitate whatever they want to do, make sure that nothing, uh, uh, you know, everything's uh, safe and it's a safe environment. Um, and then there's also, it's open to tweens too, so 10 to 12. So you have those 10 to 12-year-old uh, kids. I, look, I have a 10-year-old daughter. If I was in the States, I want to let her out of my sight. But here, <laughs> we're safe on the base. Uh, she gets to go down to the library and stuff like that. This is a perfect place for those 10 to 12-year-old kids that you have they're wanting a little bit of taste of freedom. They're starting to get to that age where they're like, Mom, I'm good. Dad, I'm good. Yeah, uh, This yeah. would be a great place for them to go, have that freedom. It's safe, and it's a lot of activities. Well, you sold me. Uh, how, would you, how, would, uh, how would you get your kid in if you, if, you wanted to, if you wanted to do it? Yeah, just go down there. Really? Go down there, yep. Just go down. Uh, there's always room for, for more. Uh, so just park at the Purdy Gym if there's parking down there. Hopefully it's not football practice on a Friday night. That's kind of fact. But you can park, uh, you know, at the commissary parking lot. Walk into the teen center. Uh, they've got some great people down there, uh, and they'll they'll get them set up and get them situated. And then, uh, you know, you can come down and uh, pick up your uh, your kid whenever you want to, whenever before it closes. Oh, all right. Okay. Well, hey, thank you so much for showing up today. And um... Yeah, is there anything else you'd like to say? I mean, first time on a podcast? Yeah, this is my first time. Uh, you know, I watch a lot of podcasts. Or, uh, you know, the, the topics are probably not suitable for here, you know, with <laughs> Joe Rogan and uh, Jocko there. But, uh, but hey, uh, honestly, like, uh, this is a great community. I love being here. Uh, my family loves being in Japan. Uh, you know, I, I genuinely care about the community. I care about the services that we're offering. Uh, so if you have suggestions... You have any any ideas? You have something we want me to address? Uh, you know, just please reach out. Um, you can reach me at Shane uh, Beaner at fe.navy.mil. Reach out to me. I'll look into it. I'll see what we can do. It may not be the answer you want, but I'll, you know, I'll do. Uh, I'll move heaven and earth to try to get to a yes on on whatever activity or uh, event that the community wants. Awesome. Thank you, sir. And. Uh... Yeah, that's all I got for now, but um, do you want to include your uh, Flank Speed email instead? Yeah, because oh, yeah. we're we going to be shifting over to Flank Speed. That's yeah. a good point. Uh, it's been uh, kicking my butt here the last week. Oh, uh, me too. Yeah, so my Flank Speed email is shane.r.beaner.mil at us.navy.mil. All right. So, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a huge one. So, uh, but if you could track me down, hey, I'm in the CRC building, second floor, uh, with all the high school kids there. Uh, I'm tucked back in the corner. You'll see the door. It's uh, it's room 224, labeled up. It says N9. Uh, if the light's on, we're in there. We're doing business. Me and uh, a guy named Mr. Baker, who's over here helping us right now, uh, and I call him the godfather. You should meet this guy. He's amazing. Uh, but come by. Say hi. Uh, if you see me walking around, my last name, again, is Beener, B-E-E-N-E-R. Flag me down. Come up and talk to me. I'm interested in what you have to say. All right. Thank you. All right. Thank you. The Giant Voice Podcast is a production of Commander Fleet Activities Yokosuka Public Affairs Office. The views expressed in this podcast do not necessarily reflect the policy of the Department of the Navy or the Department of Defense. Thanks for listening.